0: Welcome to the AdHard Podcast, the podcast that inspires
1: heart-first living. This is where you'll get practical tools to reduce stress, inspire creative action, and energize your personal growth momentum, along with ways
0: to apply these tools. And now, here's your host, Deborah Rosman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the AdHard Heart Podcast, Inspiring Forward Movement and Heart-Powered Intention. I'm Deborah Rosman, your host, and our theme for this month is Ad Heart to Peace. Today, when this Ad Heart podcast episode launches is International Day of Peace, September 21st. And this International Day of Peace was established in 1981 by the United Nations General Assembly to invite all nations and people to honor a cessation of hostilities on September 21st. So we can commemorate Peace Day through education and public awareness on issues related to peace. So our topic is timely and the world certainly needs more peace. At HeartMath, we say peace, real peace rather than assume peace is really an inside job. It starts within us as individuals because how can we expect to create peace in the world unless we create peace within. As the Dalai Lama said, we can never obtain peace in the outer world until we make peace with ourselves. And that can seem hard to do. It can seem far away given our increasing stress levels and the political polarization and all the global issues from racial and economic inequities, climate change, pandemic restrictions, let alone our own personal challenges. It can be hard not to feel frustrated and judgmental or have blame towards people or situations we feel are obstructing our peace for their personal or political gain. But we have to know how to create more inner peace. We have to know how to add heart to peace because if it's an inside job, putting the heart first can really help us make peace a choice. Love, care, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, these are heart qualities that give us more inner peace. And of course, for me, I'm always practicing make peace with what isn't peaceful inside or outside. And usually that allows an easeful change. So we're going to talk about that today. And my guest in this episode is sociologist, researcher, and author Kingsley Dennis, co-founder of WorldShift International. Kingsley, welcome. I know you've researched and written about peace. What have been your key findings? Tell us about it.
1: Well, first, thank you, Deborah. It's a great pleasure to be here and speaking with you. Uh, I think what you just said, peace is uh, an inside job, is absolutely spot on um, because it's a state of being that is reciprocal. And my sense of, of peace is that we are in a kind of it's a reciprocal maintenance we have to maintain it in a in a way of relations and so what what we have we what we have is what we can bring forth and so if we don't have that to bring forth then we have to go back to the origin and so what i found is that you know everything works in relational values relationships and works on that energy and so I focus on the inner pathways. Now, you may remember that science says that if you think differently and do different things, your brain neurons rewire themselves. Well, I also feel that happens with the whole body. When you you observe yourself and you are aware of the way you feel, the way you be, the way you act, that rewires our whole inner sense and that then reflects outwards into outer pathways. So I would say that inner pathways reflect on outer pathways. And so what we need is is a state of inner authority, not a hierarchical authority, but an authority that we come from a place where we are um, in comfort with ourselves, we are in balance and harmony with our state, and then we feel that we can bring that into our relations with other people. So as I say, peace is a, I refer to it as a, uh, Reciprocal maintenance. We're always mm-hmm. trying to work together to maintain it.
0: Yeah, you know, at HeartMath, we decided when we started in 1991 to research how do we find that balance and harmony within, especially when there's challenges, because it's it's self awareness and mindfulness is step one, but activating, consciously creating inner harmony, creating inner peace, creating those comforting feelings, those self-soothing qualities. That's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. That's the inside job. And I realized that so often people don't know what to do. They feel stressed. They feel angry. They feel upset. They're aware they feel that, which is step one. But the mind telling themselves, just relax, just go to ease, just don't worry, doesn't necessarily work because the emotional state or the physiological state is disturbed. Mm -hmm. So really adding heart to peace to us or to me means adding a solvent to those disturbances, not to escape what's going on, but to shift the inner, like you're talking about, the inner hormones, the inner chemistry, the inner wiring, so that we can, from that place of harmony, have a different perspective, or at least make better choices. And I think that's so critical, to revisit peace within ourselves, to create a more peaceful world without, is an inner action, not escaping action, but how do we have more intelligent, awareness of what disrupts our inner peace. How do we create more coherence or harmony, as you say, between heart, mind, and emotions that can lift our vibration above all the stress inside or outside. So we can actually perceive and choose actions that create more authority in our inner and outer world, more ease and peace for ourselves and others.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think you've met, you just had a key word there, Deborah. You said, how do we perceive? Mm-hmm. Um, It's also, how do we position ourselves? Because, of course, how we perceive then from that, we respond by positioning ourselves. Now, of course, if we look at the ocean and there's a storm, it seems absolutely crazy, there's a great fury, there may be ships bouncing across the waves. Yet, of course, at the same time, underneath the waves, in the center of the ocean, there's a great calm. But we tend not to notice that because our, our attention is on the fury of the waves. And I think in uh, in the recent years, especially in the last decade with all this um, increase in spectacle uh, hyper reality, all these things external to us, we are being constantly compelled to position our perspective outside of ourselves so I often uh, th- I often have a, a perspective what I call um, traveling in the inner homeland or in the inner heartland is that when I feel that I've been uh, distracted too much, then I go into a kind of observation of of how am I how is my internal state? Um, do I have stress within the body? Um, you know, how, how do I feel when I'm with myself? So and I try to reposition myself and try to put my awareness from something which feels nourishing something mm-hmm. awareness that helps me. So I think we have to be very careful about, um, you know, nutrition, because nutrition comes through our senses. And the world is always trying to reposition our attention to something which may not always be beneficial to us.
0: You know, I was watching a TV special the other day on the peace demonstrations that happened in the 1970s in the United States to end the Vietnam War. And, you know, I was a baby boomer. I am a baby boomer. So I was uh, that was my era, too, of waking up. And there was a lot of hope in the air. It felt as I watched this now, in some ways, like, wow, there was so much hope, but have we really moved on much since then? And yet, I was right after that, there was a whole special on young people demonstrating against racial injustices and climate change as a heart opening. Mm -hmm. And what was reminded to me of both of those, there was, was the inner sense that peace is possible, that we can do something if we care, and if we take charge, and if we come together. And it just had this sense of hope for harmony, but we each have to do it individually, or we generate a lot of our own stress. And you look around, and I look around, again, This looking at the outer world, and it's what you see. You can see all the chaos, or as you, as you talked about, make these shifts inside and look at and take charge of our inner world more. Then we start to see the flowers blooming. We start to see the possibilities. We start to see what we can add heart to. And I like when you talked about the inner heartland, you know, because I relate to heart first and most expressions because it's a place where is who we are our core of our being our sense of
1: self how do you Of course go so ahead well, well of course and everything you said you know takes time as you said about the the, the gardening analogy is that you know wh- when we sow we have to be prepared to wait around for the harvest and also to to stay committed and you know there's been many social revolutions and I and many times from a sociological perspective, when there's a revolution and, and there's an external change, there's many people think that, okay, now I'll leave it because the change is going to happen. But you see, the fundamental change is, is not a revolution outside, but a revolution in human becoming, a revolution in our own change. And that takes, that takes a long time to blossom. It blossoms between generations also. And so, what we we carry it around with us all the time, and we may not see the full flower blooming, but we can feel the growth within, and that is what resonates. And always, we can pass that on. So, um, I think we're always in this kind of challenge between seeing what's changing around us, and you know, we may take our eye, our eye off the ball, but there's a there's a different change which is always perpetually going on within us. And sometimes that goes through action, or sometimes it goes through a pause. So, for example, a, a perpetual runner—if you're always running and never pausing—then you may drop down from exhaustion. the The heart and the inner life and growth goes to a state, go through phases of sometimes great action and sometimes stepping back and pausing. And I feel that uh, for myself, sometimes it's good to recognise when you feel to be combining an inner state with outer activity. And sometimes when you feel the need to step back from outer activity and concentrate on the inner kind of, the inner pause.
0: Yes, but we really have to listen to ourselves to know the difference. You know, um, one of the tools of HeartMath that I find so essential in running a business, like I do as the CEO of HeartMath Incorporated, and working with people who come to us or call in who are so stressed out or anxious or wonder what's happening in the world or you know come and want to connect with their heart more, as as I ponder all this, one of the things I practice a lot is a technique of heart math, and we'll do a heart meditation with this today together. It's called inner ease. I mean, inner ease, we tell kids ease up, listen, you know, we we tell each other ease up, you know, but what does that mean? Do we often tell ourselves ease up? You know, it's like finding that inner place to make those choices. Do I pause? Do I step forward? What is my highest choice? And practicing inner ease, I find prevents or neutralizes irritation or overwhelm or impatience or worry or the distractions that override that prompting of my heart's input saying, hey, time to step back, time to breathe, or no, call this person, time to step forward. It's that intuitive discernment of what might be the most effective choice or direction in the moment that is so critical for me to find a flow for maintaining or regaining inner peace. And this inner ease technique is so simple, but we can forget to do it because we get caught up in the mind a lot. And it's just shifting to the heart and practicing breathing ease that can research shows if you're hooked up to a heart rhythm monitor shows it changes your whole inner autonomic nervous system response, your heart rate variability, your hormonal releases, your immune response. I mean, it's like the autonomic nervous system controls 90% or more of the body's functions, and yet we very rarely interact consciously with it. And it's so simple to just focus in the heart and breathe an attitude, even if you don't feel it, of inner ease that can start to create this dissipation of stress inside, irritation, overwhelm, impatient, and give us more sensitivity to those hearts nudges saying, hey, pause, step back, take a break, move forward. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. like, for me, it's like stoplight, red, yellow, green. And it gets really clear. And when I follow that, I have so much more ease and flow and peace in my life. And so I I just have a deep desire to share that simplicity with others. And it also puts out an energetic field as we have more heart rhythm, harmony and coherence that makes it easier for others, especially parents with children or teachers who teach heart math in the classroom. I mean, they say it makes such a difference in how the kids respond. And when we're stressed, the kids are stressed. So we're all so connected with each other. It's, it's so important that we find some simple tools to be able to come back to that place. What do you do? What is your favorite go-to tool?
1: Well, Deborah, you is that you know, we, we need to give ourselves inner authority to allow us to be good to ourselves. Um, Often we're we're so worried about running around because the culture, the society asked us to run around. And, you know, we're we're also running ahead of ourselves. And we also have sometimes had this feeling that if we're in inaction or pausing, it's something negative. Mm. I'm pausing. I'm not working. I hope no one's watching me pausing. They'll think I'm lazy, you know, and I feel that we have to learn to treat ourselves well. We have to learn to... To you know, to actually take the 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 choice to no to pause. But you see, pause. Don't let's not call it inaction. Let's change the vocabulary. Let's call it a regathering, because yes. in order to step forth, we need to gather ourselves, gather ourselves, then step forth again. So often I I look at myself and I, I laugh at myself and I say, no no, you know, you don't follow the narrative. Um, follow your inner voice. And if you need to regather before going out again, do so. Um, you know, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. And I think we often, many people, you know, we, are, we kind of fall to this same, similar kind of rhythm that we're, we're so hard on ourselves because we want to do better, we want to be better. But often the way to feel better is not to be hard on ourselves, but the opposite. Is to treat ourselves well and allow that rest, allow that regathering, and and often I have to tell myself that is not being lazy, Kingsley. You're regathering in order to go forth once again, because as you say, what what you have within yourself you then share with others, and so the the always comes back to yourself, always comes back to the individual. It's not being selfish. It's being it's being aware and mindful that you start with yourself it's not selfish
0: absolutely I couldn't agree more and I love talking about the power of pause you know it is gives us a chance to step back and perceive differently and make a choice because we are so conditioned to rushing rush here rush there rushing energy and that just creates so many glitches in our operating system internally, as well as glitches in relationships. And I think it's, it's so bizarre that we're brought up in this society where caring for ourselves is seen as selfish, rather than intelligent. And yet it's the most intelligent thing we can do. It's just total common sense that you have to do that in order to make wise decisions for yourself as and others and it's the key to creating peace in the world
1: and yes and for deck well for decades we've been uh, our societies have been running ahead of themselves because of many factors because of of certain commercial factors or technological factors and we now we now and we now are sensing a lot of this disequilibrium because of that and symbolically, what's happened in the world in the last 18 months has given a lot of us this, this pause moment. Yes. And so if we can understand it as let's not look at it from the negative point of view, let's see it as a signal that we need this regathering, but not individually only, not only nationally, but globally. Yeah. And this is an unprecedented moment that we've been witnessing is that globally we've been compelled to take a, a regathering a step back so the question is now what can we learn from that uh, on a larger scale on a family scale community scale and an individual scale it's impacting all levels isn't this, this this regathering that we're going through now
0: i totally agree this pandemic one of the gifts of it is the planetary pause and so many people have been forced into their cave whether they like it or not to reflect and on their values. What do I really want? Do I want to go back to that crazy working three jobs or is there another way? I mean, that's just one example. So I think there is a huge, like you said, it's a moment of opportunity. And in that moment, how do we create a new normal that is more aligned with who we really are? That's more beneficial rather than trying to go back to some, unfulfilling normal that kept us out of balance. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close this episode. I hope we've given you a lot to ponder here, adding heart to peace with a heart meditation for peace, for inner ease. And we're going to energize putting our heart's voice, intuitive guidance first to increase our choices that can reflect in more inner peace, outer peace, and give peace a chance in our world environment. So let's all start by shifting to the heart. Let's focus our attention in the area of the heart. Just shift your mind to the center of your chest and imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area. Just breathing a little slower and deeper than usual. Find an easy rhythm that's comfortable. And as you do this, notice that your heart rhythm is becoming more easeful. Now imagine with each breath that you're drawing in a feeling or heart quality of inner ease. Just even the attitude of inner ease, if you can't feel it, can make a big difference in your autonomic nervous system response, your hormones, your brain waves, your inner operating system, so to speak. Find a feeling or heart quality of inner ease with each breath. And know that you can do this heart-focused breathing of inner ease at any time during the day when you feel stress or to make peace with what doesn't feel peaceful. Now let's make a heartfelt commitment to maintain a state of ease through our activities and daily interactions and go back to that and to put heart qualities first by compassion, kindness, care, letting go of something. So we create more harmony and inner peace between our heart, mind and emotions. And let's make a commitment to radiate self-compassion and non-judgment to ourselves. When we're challenged by life situations, doing this can make a significant difference in our mental, emotional, and physical peace and well being. Now let's close by radiating from our hearts the quality of peace and ease into the energetic field environment around us. See those energies of peace and ease radiating from the field environment around us into the global environment. And see this radiating our care and compassion and ease to all people throughout the world who are experiencing a lack of peace and hardships through these challenging times. See this heart energy radiating and lifting the field. Let's visualize ourselves and all the people who are listening to this podcast and doing this heart meditation, co-creating a reservoir of peaceful, easeful heart energy. That we can each tap into this collective reservoir we're creating as we need to, to increase our inner peace over the next month knowing this reservoir is available to us to tap into to create more inner and outer peace. Thank you so much for sharing this heart meditation with me. Kingsley, any last words you'd like to share?
1: Well, thank you, Deborah. I'd like to finish by saying that let us remember that humanity is a noble species and we can begin and continue that lineage by being good to ourselves and then share that with others. Mm. Thank
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Kingsley, and thank you everyone for participating in this Ad Heart to Peace podcast. The next month's Ad Heart podcast will launch on Tuesday, October 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. In the meantime, take care and add heart to your peace and the peace of others. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening
0: to the Ad Heart podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch the latest episodes. If you're wanting even more heart-inspired content, find us on Facebook,
1: Instagram, YouTube, Clubhouse, and LinkedIn. Look for HeartMath and also the HeartMath Institute. Both organizations are committed to helping
0: activate the heart of humanity.